We are conditioned to favor white. We're conditioned. I have, I, I am actively working and breaking that in myself. Welcome to Black Girl Voices, a podcast created to cultivate change through conversation, community, and education while centering, uplifting, and amplifying the voices of Black women, girls, and femmes. Here we will talk about everything from trending topics to Black history to our own personal experiences as Black women. It's like a coffee chat with your best girlfriends. We will laugh, cry, keep it real, and most importantly, get uncomfortable. We are your hosts, Siobhan Montgomery Haynes and Caroline J. Sumlin. Come on in, girl. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome back to Black Girl Voices. I'm Siobhan Montgomery Haynes. And I'm Caroline J. Sumlin. And today we have an episode that is near and dear to my heart, but I'm pretty sure it's also near and dear to Siobhan's as well. Oh, yes. As a content creator... I'm dying to talk about this. Good. I'm glad. Um, it's yeah, it's like it's like something that like I've low-key wanted to talk about for like five years. <laughs> like it's right. been that and I needed I needed an outlet. So here it is. Here's, Here's the, the outlet. Because it's our space and we can talk about what we want to talk about. Okay. I'm in that kind of mood right now. Okay? Absolutely. I'm in Absolutely. that kind of mood. Ah. This is probably gonna get pretty sassy. So <laughs> it's gonna get sassy, okay? I Whatever. The Ebonics is coming out, okay? <laughs> That's one um, of my favorite episodes, anyway. So. Yes. <laughs> um, as you saw from the title, talking about, are you revolutionary mm. or are you blonde and beautiful? Come on, okay. Uh, just sit with that for a second, <laughs> and like, if somebody really felt some type of way when you when you heard that. Just like, let's take the emotion out of it. Because honestly, this is a very real conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Siobhan and I are both content creators. Mm -hmm. And this is not even just about the content creator world, but we're going to, we're going to talk about it from that angle because we have the most experience in that. So I think it just makes sense for us, but there's so many other angles this could come from. Of course. Um, but also I think it, I mean, we, of course we've talked about social media on our, on our podcast before. Um, and we of course talk about white supremacy and racism and the different areas and avenues in which it, 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 um, excuse me, in which it asserts its ugly head, um, Mm -hmm. which of course we know is every corner of the world, but I'm just, you know, we talk about different, different ones. And this is going to be one of those where we talk about social media, because while it, it's easier to focus on white supremacy in other areas of the world. I feel like it can feel a little bit more um, obvious, but I think on social media, it's really, really easy for the white supremacist, white supremacy culture, I should say the white supremacy, excuse me. It's really easy for the white supremacy culture of social media to be like real low key, like to be, to be almost invisible. Right. Um, you know, coded. coded. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so essentially, you know, we, we've been content creators for a long time. I've, I've actually been in the online space. A lot of people don't know this, but I've been in the online space since my first blog back in 2012, I think it is. 
So I've been doing this and there's actually like still a handful of people that I follow and still follow me that were part of my original blogging circle back in 2012. And even, even back then, I remember there's, there's a handful of people that, um, that we all were like just really beginner in the blogger space. Maybe a couple of them were a little bit more advanced than me. There's one that I'm thinking about in particular. And this one particular person, she's a white woman. She, her blog just exploded. Mm, I remember. And yeah. And there were a couple of us black bloggers that stayed very low key. And there's someone I'm thinking about in particular who, she has a profitable business. Like I know she works for herself and she, I've, I've known her ever since the very early days of blogging and she's a black woman. And while she has a profitable business and she's a popular coach among black women, mm-hmm. she should be like, she should have explosive reach at this point. She should have right. like 50,000 50, some odd followers. In fact, she has 20,000 on Twitter, at least maybe more. And she has less than 10,000 on Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like it, it went for the, for the longest, she was ahead of me, like for the longest, it wasn't until this last year that I surpassed her because she was like always sitting right at like six, 7,000. And I was always sitting at like three, four or 5,000. And it's just crazy that we've both been in this for the same amount of time as this other person I'm thinking about. And we all used to kind of run in the same circles. And it was the white woman that exploded in popularity and growth and has multi six figure business and doing all these things. And my friend that I'm thinking about is just as talented, if not more, just as creative, if not more, all these things, if not more. And she has never exploded i mean she's she's gone viral like one time but like i'm just saying like her actual business has never gotten to that point and that's um, the point i want to touch on when you're done yeah that's the exact point i want to touch on yeah so um for me you know i've i've been doing this since then i i i can i was i've you know being that i i myself this past year just surpassed just got to the point where my my audience grew to surpass 10k um, and I've done blogging, I've sold planners, I've done motherhood coaching who helped us get there too, because it was, Ab- it wasn't absolutely. Easy to get there. Oh no, it was not. Gosh. Um, I've done all these things and I've tried all these avenues and I've had, I've had, um, faithful following. I've had people that have followed me from the beginning and have loved everything that I've done. And I've always heard, I can't believe you don't have more followers. I can't believe you're not more successful. I can't believe this, but just another one of those cases where, I've seen so many people that are white women, beautiful, you know, fit that, 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 that standard Eurocentric beauty standard. Um, and their content, their business, their, what they're doing online is not revolutionary at all. It is the same stuff that I see myself and many other people talking about, (laughs) or even things that I remember saying things that I, things that I came up with, not say came up with, but just like I've said, I, I, I've even written things having never seen this, the content that I had written besides coming it out of my own brain. Um, and then seeing 
similar thoughts, similar types of content, similar topics covered on other people's pages, other influencers or, or bloggers or educators or what have you, and see that same content explode. And I, I feel like I know for certain it's because of the person creating that content. If you are of a certain figure, you are a, a certain race, you're a white woman, you have that, those beautiful white straight teeth and you've got that flat stomach and you've got those jeans that hug you in the right way. And you've got that beautiful smile and you say, you say, make right it happen. Then. You right. say something as simple as make it happen. But then on the next page, you have a black woman, darker skin, you know, maybe she got a fro or she got some thick hair or what have you. Maybe she's heavier. Maybe she's skinnier. It doesn't really matter the size even at this point, it does matter the size. And I'm just saying, even, even a, um, somebody who would technically quote unquote meet the beauty standards in physical size that could be a black woman and still it don't matter. Um, and that, that same other person could write the words, make it happen on social media in beautiful hand lettering and be a black woman or another woman of color and nothing happens because of what they look like. Um, so yeah, it's just something that I've, I've seen, I've seen so many amazing black businesses, content creators, uh, in, and, and of course, indigenous and other, other people of color as well, just struggle to inch to, to break through this like barrier that seems to this, this barrier to entry that seems to only be available for a certain type of white woman. Mm. Yep. Um, and I, and I want to, before I get really into my point, I wanted to also note that um, we we're both aware that the content that we now create might be, you know, controversial or, you know, someone, some people might say, well, you know, it's the kind of content you're cre- creating. However, both of us uh, created motherhood content before this, like we were more so, I think your, your page was more so motherhood focused for a while, wasn't it? Oh yeah. I was motherhood yeah. focused for at least two, two and a half years before right. I switched so over. We were mm-hmm. both in the motherhood space. So this, there's no excuse now with the, it's the content you're creating. Cause there was no growth then when, when it was, you know, motherhood and when it was, I guess, more uh, palatable for people. And I just want to say before that I was in the Christian space. I wasn't, cause I was, before I became a mom, I was in just like the faith-based kind of like you know, I don't, I don't want, I'm not like Bible teacher. I've never considered myself to be a Bible teacher, but when I was, no, but two areas that are very palatable for social media. Absolutely. That, that Christian space is very palatable. It's very popular. It's very cult like. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was, that was like the first, like for social media specifically, like when I was blogging, there was no Instagram or there was, but I wasn't really, no one, no one used it like that. But when I first started doing like Instagram, like purposeful content and, you know, scheduling things out and planning content on Instagram. That was the Christian space. Right. Um, and then, and that was for two years. And then I was in the motherhood space for two and a half years. And now I'm in both. You, and, and in both we were, you were sitting stagnant. Absolutely. Too. Yep. So I just wanted to note that. Cause I think people listening are like, well, look at the kind of content y'all create. So I wanted to note that. Secondly, I wanted to talk about the fact that I know we're mentioning, mentioning followers a lot and, 
uh, you know, people might say it's not about numbers. And for us specifically, it might not be about numbers. It's about community. However, when you're talking about social media, numbers turn into opportunities. Opportunities turn into income. So that is why we're talking about it in this context. Um, yeah. I just want to add, it's important to understand that when you, in any job, and this is unfortunately white supremacy, but this is the way our society works. In any job, there's going to be a metric, a metric that measures your, your progress, your achievement, whether or not you're actually doing your job correctly. Right. In social media, part of that metric is your followers, no matter yeah, what, unfortunately, but no, no matter the heart behind you, you can be doing it and not care about, or not, not doing it just for the following. Like me and Siobhan are not here just creating content because we want followers. There are people out there. Oh, because I would have been content. gone. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would have been gone because there's, there's no way I'm working this hard. So. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> there's people out there that create content just because they want followers and it's all a, a, a lie. And there's people out there that are trying to that that are trying to create genuine work. And this is just this is just the, the more modern way you can think about it as anyone that was a, that was a creative before this. If you were a writer, what did you have to do? If you were a journalist, what kind of reels did you have to make? If you were a model, what right. what connections did you have to make in order to get to where you could be, where you were actually turning that I'm searching for opportunities, searching for someone to pick up, pick up my, give me a modeling gig or searching for an acting gig or whatever. Now I've got that and turn into an opportunity to turn into income. Social media is just a new way to do that. So right. our metrics are like a support base almost yeah. in those jobs. It's the same thing on online. Exactly. Online. It's just the so new I way think to do it. Mm-hmm. When we mention these other, the, the white, the blonde, the, the, the more desired quote unquote influencers, we're mentioning their followers for that reason, because their followers turn into opportunities. Now, when I first came into social media, like seriously, like, you know, when I did some research and was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do this for like a, you know, job and, and work with brands and things like that. I remember following, you know, all types of, I was in the motherhood space. So I'm following all types of mothers. I'm following the white moms, I'm following black moms. I'm following people with aesthetic and without aesthetic. You know, I'm trying to like see where I fit in. And I remember seeing those white moms with, you know, everybody has a certain kind of aesthetic, but you know, the, the neutral homes and the farmhouse sinks and the, you know, they all have the same kind of house and don't come for me. Don't come for me. I don't come from my aesthetic, uh, that's, but that's fine. That's why I don't have a farmhouse sink, but we don't have the farmhouse sink, but um, no, we, but we know the aesthetic that I'm talking about. Yeah, of course. Right? Yes. It, it's, it's popular. It's I'm popular right now. Some people do like, uh, just neutral generally, but there is an aesthetic of like the neutrals and stuff. So I'm following it. I really dig it. It's cool. But then I see people growing. Right. And I'm seeing, I'm also following black mothers who have the same aesthetic, the neutrals, and maybe not, they might not have the the homes and the things like that however they have they have this that their page looks same same Curated. quality content yeah. right same quality content looks like photographers have shot their content so like you know we're we're comparing the same level of of work here and I see the numbers growing but that's not all I'm seeing when I'm looking at it I'm seeing not only are these white moms growing they're having the opportunity to attend um, these events so these opportunities 
to get their face out there. They are building a brand because they're being put out in front of those people that you need to network to make these opportunities. They are getting book deals. They are getting um, uh, whatever it is, you name it, they're getting it. And I'm like, what they're saying isn't that revolutionary. You know, like I'm looking at it from like the motherhood space and I'm seeing some things like put yourself first, give yourself grace. All that's great. It's true. I, I believe it, but it's nothing that I haven't heard before from every other mom page, you know? So I'm trying to figure out like, what is revolutionary about this? Like, why is it this person that's getting all of these opportunities and getting sat in front of these people that, you know, they need to be sat in front of to make things work and these networking opportunities. And I'm looking at the black mothers that I'm following with, you know, like I said, with the same quality content and they're not, not only are they not getting the opportunities, they're not even growing. Mm-hmm. their pages aren't even growing they're sitting at like a, a, a cool 5,000 while this you know mom over here this white mom over here is already you know she's like 20k um not to mention just 20k she's 20k with opportunities I think that's the real important thing that I'm trying to push for me it's like the opportunity that happen when you grow your following um and so it's discouraging as a content creator, especially when I was in the motherhood space, because I'm like, okay, homegirl, her, her content, I'm looking at, you know, my, my fellow black mama over here, her content is I way better than mine, her, she's got this curated feed, people love aesthetics, no one's following her, she's mm-hmm. not getting any reach, Instagram's, Instagram's fighting her, she's been on this for, you know, I'm, I've been following this black mom for, you know, X amount of time. So she's been at this longer. I'm just trying to get into it. What's the point? Mm-hmm. And she's you know, barely getting any brand deals. You know, this mom over here is promoting X, Y, and Z every other day. It's, it's very discouraging. And then to, to kind of tie it into our title, are you blonde and beautiful or are you revolutionary? It's like I said, there's not, this secret thing they're saying they're not writing and and I'm I'm not speaking for everybody because I don't want to downplay um, any woman's accomplishment it's great that it happened for you but it's just the way in which it happened for you your privilege got you there right um so I'm I'm these books and these courses and these how to do this and how to do that and it's just like when a black woman said it, it didn't, it wasn't revolutionary. Mm-hmm. When a black woman said it, it wasn't like share this a hundred times and it's, and it's going viral. When a black woman said it, she wasn't getting 20,000 followers and agents were sliding her in her DMS, trying to give her book deals. And you know what I mean? It's very, it, it, it gives me very like Rachel Hollis vibes almost. Was she the girl? Oh, wash for sure. Is she, she girl wash your face? Yes, yes. It is. It, it's exactly what it's Rachel Hollis vibes. For and sure. her book is not, I'm sorry. There's nothing that, revolutionary there's, about you, get up any early, of that. Peace the day. Go for There's nothing. And I, I haven't read it, but I know enough to know it's not revolutionary. Oh, I haven't read it either. It's not revolutionary to simplify your home. It's not revolutionary oh. to set goals in a pretty, in a pretty notebook. Also, it's not revolutionary. What a privilege none, none. to be able to have so many things that you're telling people how to, um, 
get rid of all this amazing stuff you have because you know minimalism which for some people is an actual lifestyle has turned into like a trend and an aesthetic sure. now mm-hmm. some people have to pra- practice minimalism because they got minimal things like, absolutely so I just for me it's just very frustrating and then now you know I don't even know what space I'm in now I I'm I'm kind of like I'm done putting myself in a box I post what I want to post motherhood mental health social justice it's my page whatever I've given up on you know trying to beat the algorithm or somehow get people to to stop favoring whiteness I'm over that uh, but it's it, it's still discouraging as a content creator to know that you're creating good things and you're creating things that are helpful to others and you're creating things that aren't being said over and over. Like yes, you know we do see we do say things that other anti-racist um, creators say, but we put so much time and effort into the, our content. It's not just like we're sitting here just typing a big quote in cute letters and. And posting it and telling you to seize the day you know what I mean like it's very original it's very time draining and so I just challenge people I would think like just kind of like ending my whole rant I just challenge people to look at some of the reasons why you're following people are you following them because they're revolutionary are you following them because they're blonde and beautiful there's nothing wrong with following pages for aesthetic like some people just like I I follow some pages for aesthetics but like some of the people that y'all like really look up to there's a couple like uh, I was thinking about your pay your post today on like the body that it was anti anti diet culture but I was thinking of body positivity and I was thinking of a lot Mm -hmm. a lot of white women influencers in that space who are like millions Millions they dominate it they dominate that space yes one specifically but I'm not gonna you know put her on blast or whatever but one specifically that I think about her content is shared day in and day out and she says nothing revolutionary she shares her troll comments it blows up we share our troll comments all the time you know what I mean like it just yeah it mm. and I mean it's there's there's nothing the, the the reason behind this is not hidden. We are conditioned to favor white. We're conditioned. I have I, I am actively working and breaking that in myself. Oh yeah. Because when I first started with the heartbreaking part about that that for me that I've had to realize is that I followed all these white people and I wanted to be like them. Okay. They're doing this. So I'll do it too, because that must be what we have to do. And then I stopped that and started doing my own thing and still struggled. Mm. And and it's fresh because even, even like two, two things happened. Like for me, I first discovered minimalism and simplifying not on social media. I discovered it in a documentary maybe, or a book, something like that. Um, And it just kind of, I remember just like being super overwhelmed and, um, and I was pregnant with my first and just at, and just like you said, because, but you know, back then we did not have the money we have now and we don't even have that much as it is now. Like we're still like very middle-class where we had even less. And I needed a wardrobe for my first maternity wardrobe. And so I purposely was like, okay, I have to pick like five pieces that I can literally mix and match all the time. 
And yeah. so I did a lot of like work on doing a, yeah, exactly at the time I didn't know it was a capsule. Now it's all I do, but I didn't know it was a capsule. I just did it because I was like, I've got to make sure that I am not constantly buying all this, all these clothes for this wardrobe that's going to last nine months. So I did that. And then I remember one day I was just like really overwhelmed. And I realized that the one area that I had the least amount of like disheveled feelings in was getting dressed every day because I was pregnant and I had like this really simple part of my closet and I just went to that. And I was like, I literally used to have all this anxiety about picking out the perfect outfit. I used to be super obsessed with that. What? I think it's the clutter too. Well, I had clutter, but I'm just saying like like, clutter. Right. But I, I just used to have anxiety about that. And, but because I, because I essentially decluttered my mind on the clothing, Mm -hmm. I realized I made that connection on my own, that simplifying and decluttering was like the answer. So I did all of that before I saw it on social media and then I started getting on social media and I had already done that and started posting about, it. I see that it's this hot trend. And I see that certain content creators were creating, you know, creating content about this hot trend. And again, like you said, exploding. Yeah. Though- I was going to say, like, you see reels all the time of, of people who are like, oh, let me show you how to do a capsule wardrobe. And then they, you know, they have like the rack and then they have some pieces and then they show you. But I'm like thinking... Well, the people who didn't have money to buy clothes already have a capital wardrobe. Right. Or, or they don't have making, the, the way they're making it beautiful. Them. They don't have the rack. Right. They don't have the aesthetics. They don't have all those things. Um, but just in general, like, it's just something that like I began sharing about simplifying mm-hmm. just as of just like documenting it. And this is really before I was even serious about Instagram, but I was sharing about it, but I was still like making, you know, I had like nice pictures and things like that. And, and, and then I noticed that there was like all these other content creators out there sharing about this and making already had six figure businesses on the same concept that I was sharing about. And just out of the, just out of the nature of who they were, it was revolutionary because it was coming from them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just something, something like that. And then I see that with so many other things. I saw that in the, in the faith-based community. I had a really great planner and I had a lot of people that were like, this is a, I've never seen anything like this. This needs to explode, but I didn't have the money for it to explode. And I didn't have the face for it to explode. Cause when you see brown hands on a, on a planner layout versus white, beautiful hands, I shouldn't say white, beautiful. My hands are beautiful too, but I'm just saying what people think is beautiful because it's brighter. It's white. It's this, it's that it like you see a white person and their coffee mug where or their Starbucks coffee with a scripture written on top of it. It's like, oh my gosh, the most revolutionary right. thing. But like if we I'm didn't black- get it from the Bible. Like it wasn't already written scripture. Like they made that scripture up. <laughs> like it's so revolutionary. <laughs> right. But if like, if it was my hand and it was a cup of coffee and my scripture written down, it's like, meh, because it's not as, it's not what the eye, the, the, the white supremacist culturally trained eye that is that is subconsciously or, or is it subconsciously yes yeah, subconsciously more attracted to that white beauty mm-hmm. because even me in my own looking at myself in the mirror looking at other women that I think are beautiful a lot of the times I find myself looking at white women and saying to myself I wish I looked like that still to this day and I'm saying I don't say about black women either but I'm just saying that I've noticed that 
that was that was one of my biggest issues is that I thought I needed to look like that and have and I and and it's always it's always like the 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 white women would always have like copious amounts of makeup like you know what I'm saying oh that you false eyelashes that was my insecurity super skinny I was like I need to be waking up and putting on a full face of makeup every day how come I don't wear a full face of makeup like my foundation bottle is so full you know like I remember following those moms and I'm like they're getting up every day and putting on makeup like that's amazing I don't know why to me it was so amazing now I'm like shit I barely got time to wake up I used to wear full face of makeup before I became a mom. I used to love putting on makeup and having like a whole face on. And now I just value a simpler look, although I do enjoy putting on a full face if I'm going to go out. But like, I'm not going to clog my, I'm not going to do that to my skin. I want my skin to breathe and I want things to look beautiful and fresh and natural. And if you put on a full face, if it's fine, right. But, but the point being is that it was only the women that wear a full face of makeup and have caked on foundation and huge false black eyelashes and super skinny jeans and the perfect Mm -hmm. flat stomach and like and they could just stand there with their cup of coffee and like that post is getting 10,000 likes and shares and what they say in the caption is nothing revolutionary but if I did the same exact pose but I had my curly hair and I had you know, whatever makeup I had on or whatever, even being someone that has a, has the, has the privilege of, even with the same body type as that woman, you still wouldn't do as good. Well, I mean, I don't have exactly the same body type because Caroline never had a flat stomach, but if you posted one of a, right. I did. I used to be smaller. I used to have more of a slender body. I used to be really thin actually. And, and still none of that, none of that would have taken off. I could have copied the caption verbatim, Mm -hmm. had the same exact photo. Starbucks in hand and I used to do it I used to do all that cheesy basic stuff because I thought that that was what I needed to do to grow my community on Instagram um and of course none of it worked so it's just it's just this whole just it's it's needing the needing there to be more than an awareness but at least an awareness of the fact that the majority of people, non-black, i.e., white, but white women specifically, that have grown, that have created names and businesses for themselves and become these public figures, that people literally media. think they just have these revolutionary thoughts and ideas, and oh my goodness, everything you share is amazing, and I literally worship the ground you walk on that the these things it's so much easier for them to 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 attain that and to become these public figures that people think are so revolutionary just because of the way they look because of a black it's mm -hmm. that what you said right there when you said these like worship the ground you walk on that right there is something that i noticed because right if you look at like a large or you know a pretty decent size black creator you will not find a cult following. These white women influencers, their followings are like cults. Like you can't say nothing bad about them. You can't disagree with them. You can't, I mean, they ride hard for that person that they don't know on the internet. I mean, I I will, I just, well, 
I will go, go ahead. Go ahead. And I've noticed that it's not the same for black influencers like they're they're following and don't get me wrong I would never want that kind of following I never want anybody uh, going to pages to attack in my name like in oh for sure yeah no (laughs) but I've noticed that their followings are like like when you said they worship the ground they walk and they will do that they will come in hives Mm -hmm. at you and I'm not even just talking like the conservative Christian uh you know Tommy Lorenz of the world I'm talking like the 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 mommy bloggers too like they have these like hardcore cult like following oh for sure and and why is that why because people worship whiteness oh absolutely I was just gonna say I don't think that I don't think we can say for sure that there aren't black creators that have a cult like following although I don't know oh, if no, not like sure. you know I mean, got Beyonce and stuff like that but well, I mean, no, I I'm, like... I'm saying like they're all but the the black creators that have that have quote-unquote made it or have a high number of followers and 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 you know very profitable businesses and and things of that nature and, and get to that same level ha- they have to be we have to be revolutionary Whereas, whereas white women get to just be blonde and beautiful. Absolutely. Every creator that I can think of right now that have six figure businesses and are black women and have hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, every single piece of content they create, or at least to get them where they are, they might be at the place now where they can, you know, put on a pair of jeans, jeans and a piece of, and and drink a, drink a cup of coffee and it'd be fine. But to get there they had to be literally revolutionary they had to be nicole walters they had to, like people like nicole walters and maya alias and and um gosh what is her sister's name maya alias's sister oh they're both really really popular um but they met at destiny um the mom the mommy um she just blew up on tiktok and, and instagram um she goes her instagram is manifest destiny but she's a mommy um She's a gentle parenting coach, but she keeps it real. AF. She's the one that created this. You doing a good job. Oh, she, okay, yeah. good. she created that. Um, but again, like her content, there's so many other respectful parenting coaches and everything else out there, predominantly white, right? Mm-hmm. Saying, but the way that she does it is so different and is so, as she says, keeps it real AF. Right. Because of that being her signature thing that lets her, that allows her to stand out. That's what allowed her to get through that barrier to entry. Right. right. People like my Elias, like she is a revolutionary branding, marketing, business coach, whatever she is, but the content, like her content, I, I, I watched her when she was small. I remember when she was tiny and her, she had to, again, be revolutionary in her content. Nicole Walters being who Nicole Walters is, being a black, thick black woman that made it, who is now has her own show and doing all these things. Again, she had to be literally revolutionary to break that, the barrier to entry. Me then, like, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, saying that whereas white women that have the same businesses can literally have half the amount of followers even that they even had to have to be recognized and still have twice the amount of success or the, you know what I'm saying? So it, and, and not, and the thing being not being revolutionary, this basic 
gets them the same thing that we have to do to, we have to get, you know what I'm trying to say? Anyway, I'm sorry. I lost my my words. Go ahead. No. And I, and I, and I know people like listening could probably hear this and be like, okay, if you want to start a business or have opportunities, go seize them. Yes, we do that all the time. Not, not just speaking for like us, like Caroline and I'm speaking for like black women. We do that, but we also do it. We struggle. We fail half the time because we're using our own funds. We don't have a team. We we don't, we're not getting put in, we're not getting put in front of these like people that, you know, need to invest into our whatever. We're not getting sent agents. We're not getting sent managers. We're not getting sent people who are willing to take a chance on us. We are having to put ourselves in front of these people on top of making content, on top of being mothers and wives. And and most people, even in the motherhood space, still working jobs. Um, so it, there, there's a difference there. That's, that's what we're bringing attention to, where these, these white mommy bloggers they're given the opportunity. So therefore it's easier for them to make a household name for themselves. We're not knocking it. If, if somebody was going to hand it to me, I would take it too. So we're not knocking the hustle. We're not knocking women in business or, or, or things like that. We're just saying they didn't necessarily get there because they were revolutionary because they had something so special and incredible and and remarkable um, like no one else to say they got there because privilege they got there because they saw the right people they were invited on this trip they were invited for this opportunity even I think about like in the fashion space like I followed just a couple in the fashion space because I'm not really too deep into fashion but I remember um there was a lot of beef with uh like the like to know it platform when it first came out because when people were still doing like um brand trips and stuff and there were like pictures of like the brand trips all white with like one mixed girl or one really like light skin, a palatable black woman, you know, acceptable enough um, all, all the time. And it's just like, so those are opportunities right then and there. Those are opportunities, brand trips and stuff like that. Those are opportunities where people have the opportunity to network and to grow and to meet people and to run into agents and, and things like that. And so I don't know. It's just crazy. And then, um, a lot, you know, a lot of, of, of these white influencers also have management that helps. It helps to not be having to, uh, pitch to brands every day and send 10 emails every day asking for brands to work with, you know what I mean? Like that, all of those things that helps. And those are people who are coming to them. They're not having to, and, and I'm not speaking for every single white influencer. Cause I know there's someone, someone somewhere listening and saying, so you can't, you know, speak for everybody. I'm not speaking. I'm speaking for the majority. I'm speaking for what we know as white supremacy culture and how it works. They, they didn't have to literally sacrifice something or budget here or budget there to try to afford a manager. These people came to them. You know what I mean? So I just, I I don't know. It's not that we can't get the opportunities. It's just, we have to work so much harder to obtain them. Right. That's, that's the point. It's just like the opportunities come to white and, and bringing it out of the social media space. They come to white people because whiteness is what is valued. 
Yeah. If you are a person of color, you either have to be extremely revolutionary in what you do, work two, three, four, five, six times as harder, or you have to be palatable and have a close enough proximity to whiteness in order to attain some of that privilege. That is just the truth. And it's not lost on me that the only time that either me or Siobhan really started to grow was when we changed our content and wrote about things that are traumatizing to Black people. Slash had more revolutionary things to say besides what was said in the motherhood space that was probably on the redundant side because there's only so many things that you can really say about mother honestly right really so it's <laughs> like, not and it's it, it can feel revolutionary to us but again if, if oh if, yeah you know 98 of white mommy bloggers are already saying it and then two percent of black mommy bloggers are saying it well you already can you can solve that math equation so we right. changed our content not on purpose we both changed it just out of a sheer effort a I fire in our belly it, a fire in our right. belly And that is when it started to explode. So again, proving the point that we had to be something completely different in order for things to begin working for us. And even in our revolutionary state, we're still not growing at the rate that we should be. If if we want to keep it 100% real. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So many posts, so many posts should have gone viral, should have had more reach, should have grown platforms. Um, that I, and even when we're talking about when, when you said Black people have to be revolutionary for anything to happen, absolutely. But then in the same breath, I think about, damn, Simone Biles is revolutionary and she still gets BS and still has um, obstacles and stuff, you know, thrown at her. So even when we are revolutionary, even when we are revolutionary, we got bullshit to deal with. Well, yeah, of course. And I, I mean, I feel like in that particular regard, I mean, nobody is ever going to be exempt from BS. The more that you grow, the more that, the more you're influenced, the more you quote, quote unquote, you've made it, the, the more you're going to have. Well, I just mean them not respecting stuff like that. her talent. You know what I mean? Like respecting the talent and respecting the work. Like, you know, think about when she was in the Olympics and they were trying to, what was it like? score her less or something she couldn't score a certain thing i just mean that even when we are revolutionary yes yes, we still don't get the respect that we deserve of course yes oh no the racism will be a thing at any and all levels no matter what no matter who you are whether you're you're simone biles beyonce whatever of course um that that of course is going to be that's that's unfortunately going to be a thing um, I was just saying that, like, that's going to be a thing, even if you aren't, I mean, it's not going to be racism, but even if you aren't a person of color and you're oh, yeah, a revolutionary sure. person, you're still going to face BS. Like that's, it's not about necessarily facing the BS. It's just about how revolutionary one has to be in order to, in Get order to be anything, in order to have like you said, the, like the opportunities in order to make it in order to get the career or get the book deal or get whatever it may be. Um, and just to, just to kind of like, I I hate the word piggyback, but just to kind of like add on same thing to what you were saying about like, you know, someone that could be listening to this and saying, okay, go seize the day and go get the opportunities. We should not have to change ourselves in order to be palatable, to get the opportunities. I should not have to put on a full face of makeup and straighten my hair or always have my hair in perfect curls or, um, or whatever, what have you. Um, and, right. and of course create, you know, 
I'm not saying we shouldn't, I'm not, I'm not saying this as an excuse to create basic content. Like I'm not no, saying this as, as no. an excuse to be basic. Like everyone should be doing the best that they can to but you're strive saying, even for excellence. Today, even when right, we I'm just today, saying, we still have right. to dim it down for people or we have to change, alter ourselves. Right, there had our, our check boxes and to be, to basically attain any type of, any type of um, like notoriety, uh, tangible success. Mm. The p- part of that checkbox has to be some sort of assimilation. Yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like, yes, we, have to, we should, we should be excellent in what we do. And yes, I don't want to be like everybody else. I'm glad that I, that I did find a revolutionary route for my content that makes yeah, me different than everything else. Like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that what, I, but however, what I was doing was pretty damn good too. Mm-hmm. My motherhood content was great. I, 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 I will toot my own horn there. Like go scroll back and look at it. It was fantastic. And I had right. really great ways that I approached the things that I taught about motherhood that many people would DM me and say, I've never heard it said like this before i've never heard right. an approach like this before i love this that and the other but even you know if what, what you we're saying wasn't revolutionary it's just the point that okay well neither are all these people either but they're blowing up and i'm standing here and the content and the picture could be the exact same right but, but i'm not white right yeah exactly because we're because we're not white the, the whole point being yeah because we're not white if i was white and doing exactly what i was doing in the motherhood space i would have had a much larger following much sooner i had to change become revolutionary i refuse to assimilate yeah you know what i'm saying but if i did assimilate if i did put on a little bit more makeup if i did do a whole bunch of reels and and copied all the same dances and did all these things and hopped on these trends and hopped on those trends or whatever i absolutely would blow up in in a different way or or a larger way or whatever if i um yeah and I think even whatever. if we did blow up those people aren't necessarily here to stay for what us was either. my mouth sorry my mouth did this I saw thing. when your lips went like puckered together and I was like what in the world she doing? <laughs> I did not make a sound out of any other part of my body <laughs> but my mouth. that's a different kind of podcast Caroline I don't okay. think they signed up for that <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna edit. I'm not editing this out. That's just, it's just I don't think there. they signed up for that one. <laughs> it's in there. Um, but no, I I think that that that's something too, though. Just like really quickly, even when we do blow up, like something goes viral. Say like a reel. Say we do like a cute dance and a reel blows up, right? Um, it blows up. But are those people here to stay? Probably not. They follow. They stick around for a little while, and then they kind of like, eh, they go out. You know, uh, there there are definitely some OG followers and some people who are like die hard. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for those communities. But I've noticed that with black creators, especially when we blow up, when something goes viral, um, and and not necessarily anti racist com- um, content, because I feel like people who follow anti-racist content when it goes viral they they follow because they, they, follow they want to follow to <laughs> yeah sure. they follow to stay mm-hmm. um but like just in any other kind of content I've noticed that you they go viral it gets big and then you see their numbers start dwindling again so it's like they're not really here to stay for that either you know mm-hmm. it's like a no win situation yeah yeah maybe I'll yeah. get a blonde wig <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, so yeah, I, 
a get a block. I mean, I listen. Uh, I'm, I've never be here I've for never it. Been the one. If you do, you boo. If you want to get a blonde get wig, a blonde wig. I'm sure you could rock and it. And when I, I post a blonde wig in some low rise jeans and a cup of coffee, you better comment. Hard eyes. Too. I'm sorry, but you said low rise. <laughs> we cannot if ring. I I literally back. said if low rise jeans comes in my lifetime. Lord, just go ahead and take me because it's definitely my time. <laughs> I no, yeah, they no, can't come back. We're not doing no. that. Mm-mm. But uh, high no, high rise forever. Okay, well, high rise, blonde wig, coffee. Make sure you hard eyes. Ew, you rhyme. That's ah! <laughs> not rhyme, but bars. <laughs> I always know when it's time for us to wrap it, it up. It sounded like too sexy. Stuff. Like I'm not. That not that's not there. Talk about me. They're and not you here over what? here. Yeah. Dropping, dropping. Um, what is it? OnlyFans sounds. No, you <laughs> know that was an accident. Uh, but you're over here talking about hard eyes. Oh no. Okay, and we're done. Okay, um, okay. We're we're done. We're done. What's that? Join the conversation on Instagram. I hope that the yeah. message was clear that our heart was clear it's just take a look at who you're following and why you're following and just understand that this like literally you have you have to you have it's so normalized to see the domination of certain people but like think about all the top people in the in the industries especially industries on social media and you're going to see just like a a copy it's just a copy and paste honestly um and no coffee (laughs) right it so it it, again it's not saying that those people don't deserve to be there it's saying that they were favored to be there they they had the additional privilege of their looks Mm -hmm. of their skin that helped them get more noticed than somebody else that does not have those features that could be doing the same exact thing if not better that is the point. That is how privilege works. That's it. Your, your, your work could be amazing. You could have worked your ASS off. And still the person next door. I think we're past selling spelling after sure. the only found only fans noises and, and the hard eyes. I'm I think trying to keep spelling. it somewhat clean. Um, <laughs> and the person next door, if they have darker skin, mm-hmm. that's a wrap. You're yeah. more, you are more than likely going to be chosen over them if they did the same amount of work, put in the same amount of effort, the same amount of things. Yeah, we got to do be the one that's going to be all kind of hoops just to get. We'd have to, we would have to put like, much more glitter, much more sparkle. We'd have to light it on fire. We'd have to do some jumping jacks and we have to do some spins and do lot. all these things with the same amount of work that you all did. But the other person that was white could have that same amount of work without the glitter and glam and they'd still they they, they're going to be the one that's chosen you have to we have to put the glitter and glam on tap or i got one better for you or we have to put our trauma on display that too yep that's all love either black trauma for sure so that's the point that's how privilege works um and we'll see on the next episode bye Thank you for listening to the Black Girl Voices podcast. If you loved today's episode, we would love it for you to leave us a five-star review. If you would like to support our work, visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash blackgirlvoices or head to our show notes for the link. 
Lastly, we would love to hear from you. Come follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Voices and say hello. Remember, you are heard, you are seen, and you are loved. Your voice matters. You matter. See you next time.